Welcome to Finding Unity. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Good morning, Lurlene. Good morning, Candace. How are you? That's what's going on this morning. We got to get ourselves together. <laughs> you call, I'm talking about. I'm still asleep. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That kind of day. <laughs> I had an old friend come into town yesterday and she said, Hey, are you in town? I'm I'm coming through. She had sold like she and her wife had sold all of their belongings and business and they were in a custom van that they built. They made themselves. In the inside solar panel and everything and they're just going to live a van life for the next few months they're gonna they're relocating over to the west coast and they're transitioning their jobs over there mm-hmm. but we both went to medical school together she's a veterinarian and she's she does like highly specialized emergency care for for animals mm-hmm. and we shared a property we had two houses on one piece of property and she was in the other house and i was in the other mm-hmm. and, and that's where we became friends so we were there for four years together and I haven't seen her since. I mean, we talk, but we've just been very busy with our lives and our practices. And now we are both retiring out of our practices and, you know, just sort of doing other things in our life. And it's kind of cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so they told me the whole story. Her wife does really cool work. Her wife does CSI forensic work. Mm-hmm. And so she had some really interesting stories of crime scenes and stuff like that. I said, oh, you should do a podcast because everybody wants to listen to true crime. Yes, that'd be really good. With all your stories. She goes, yeah, I know. I listen to them all the time. <laughs> the crime scene, she's probably very busy. She's probably really tired now because it's just yeah. one behind the other. It's, no, it's nonstop. It's nonstop. Both of them, nonstop. And they also were a foster home. They were sort of like a safe home for foster kids. They were considered to be a healing foster home, I believe. So they had 22 foster kids coming through their home while they wow. were, you know, over the last 14 years or something. I said, mm. my goodness, y'all, how do you even, I mean, that's a lot. Y'all took on a lot. How did they have a foster kids and they had a full-time job? Yeah, but they did it. They're going to truly be blessed if they have not already been blessed. Oh, I they, said to them, I said, oh my, God bless both of you for what you've done. You deserve yeah, everything they, you're doing they right they now. they in for a big blessing. Oh my gosh! They don't even have to worry. They're gonna make whatever they going putting going after now. It's gonna work. Yeah. So they have put their time in, not only for themselves and basically for those foster kids. Oh, that that's just a blessing, right there. Take on children that nobody else wants. You know. Yeah. And take care of them. Yeah, that's a truly, truly a blessing. Yeah, they said that they were the basically these the children who had to get out of their homes because the parents were either getting arrested or they had re they had relapsed into addictions again, and so they needed a place to go, a safe place to go, and that it was their home, mm-hmm. which was kind of great. She said to me that they were called like a healing foster home, and I thought, well, shouldn't all of them be that way? <laughs> <laughs> That was a beautiful name. I just thought, well, all foster homes should be what should be that way for children who have to leave their homes, but they're not. <laughs> but you know, 
but you said that he's said not, and, and a lot of foster homes is really sad because they just get those children for the money. Yeah, that's they yeah. have those children that those children get abused. They just be neglected. They not, they not have taken care of. It's just a whole lot of stuff going in their foster home. People they do some of those girls get raped. And you know, it's just yeah. it's really sad. Some of the boys too, I'm sure. Yeah, the boys probably uh, get right. Yeah, half dead. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so they're going to spend the next two months in the van life, and they're going to travel around the country. And I believe her wife is going to be continuing her education. She wants to get her master's in criminal forensics. And then she's going to just reduce, she's going to join a very top, a top notch trauma center out west. And probably she says she's going to work eight days a month, and then the rest of that time they're just going to travel and oh, travel around. So and just she said that they weren't able to because they were working so hard to really have their relationship and to focus on each other. And it was really a very beautiful thing that I feel like they really very much earned. And mm -hmm. and I love the fact that they're they are taking advantage of opportunities that were put in front of them to go forward and. And do it, do it, do it, and see where they don't know where it leads them. I mean, they have an idea of where they will at least, you where know, gonna land, land just, but not really. They, I mean, you know, they just switch it around. You know, they left yesterday, and mm -hmm. and I said, all right, so y'all heading up to Myrtle Beach uh, after we after we're hanging out, and they were like, mm, yeah, well, I mean, we're gonna meander that way. <laughs> <laughs> So they just stayed one day with you, spent the day with you yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you wait up, you wait up on the Lord, and you know that, and He, yeah, He's right there for you. He's a new strength that brings me back to Psalm uh, 27 14. And it said, Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I said, upon the Lord. So now it's feeling that that's what they did. They was waiting. Yeah. Up on the Lord to renew their strength. Yeah. And see, right now they are mounting up with wings and eagles. Mm -hmm. And and they can run and not be weary. They're walking, not faint. They are not afraid now because they've built up a good life. And God is really going to bless them because of what they already have done, how they have proved themselves. They was helping those. Yeah. Especially those little children that they couldn't help themselves. So that's what God wants us to do. Help those that can't help themselves when we can help them. Do what we can do. Yeah. And if we see where we can help someone, we are not to just sit back and look. And if somebody should do that, no, where are you at? It's you. You're beautiful, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody you should looking do at it, you thinking about it, you wishing somebody would help, then yeah. get up and do what you can do. Yeah. Whatever little bit you can do, you need to pass a drink of water, you can have one dollar over it, but you can hold a hand and you can pray, you can give them a hug. Yeah. Or uh, you can go buy them a meal. You know, it's always a way to help. Yeah. But you know, and when you bless little children, and you, and you really into a big blessing. Because God said, suffer little children, come unto me and rest. So they took those little kids under their wings. 
during a busy time of life. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. Yeah. 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 Well, somebody was lifting them while they did that because I just think, yeah. well, I don't know how you did all that because yeah. I know how that's busy they were. That's a beautiful story. That's a beautiful, that's a testimony. Yeah. 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 Now they're, yes. now they're going to be sharing their testimony through the way that they live their life the, now for, from here on mm-hmm. out. They might not know it's a testimony, but that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Right now, they just tired and trying to find a right. easy way. <laughs> they said, "We're this is our third day in the van." <laughs> oh, so they just they're starting they out, just started. starting out on their journey. Yeah, I said, "Well, I'm honored. I'm in the beginning of this." And you know what? Along the way, I did tell you she gonna see some crime stuff. <laughs> oh, already. I I said, um, well, oh, first of all, they, they were awarded. She was awarded a humanitarian award for her forensic work. I suspect they'll get their hands in on some more humanitarian work. That's what they'll be doing. I know these two that they will now they will just focus more on humanitarian work. That's what they'll do. Mm-hmm. That's just who they are on a local level. They'll do that, mm-hmm. which is great. Cool. Now they have more time for that. And they build them a little house in, the, in a van. Oh no! You should. I mean, they. I got the whole tour. It's so cool. They they did it themselves. They gutted the whole thing. It's got flexible solar panels on top. It has a shower in the back. It's got huge drawers underneath the bed for clothing. It's very well organized. It has a sink. It has a refrigerator between the two seats. I mean, it has two large Eon batteries and a circuit board system. I mean, it's got outlets and lights and air conditioning. I mean, and it's really, really cool. Wow. Yeah, they did a great job. Van life. Oh, she said something about van life. They were going to do van life, which means you're documenting it and showing what your life is like in a van. And then she said, but, I, you know, it's, it has some bad bad sides to that, too. And I thought, well, what do you mean? Are you talking about danger or what do you mean? And she said, oh, no, it's more about, like, if you're if you're just doing things for the content of the social media and you're not really present and focusing on each other anymore and you're just doing it because you have to put it out there and I said oh yeah absolutely and she goes then it becomes about that and not about what we're trying to do so mm-hmm. yeah. this is a beautiful story yeah God bless them yes God bless them yes they will continue to do good works I know I'm telling you they're going to run into some crime scenes I tell you she might not be able to join in but she's going to be well, she is, you know, if there, if, if there's ever a miss in the area, if there's ever a missing persons, she's out there in her full gear looking. My friend who does really very courageous work, which is so funny. She does courageous work, mm-hmm. and, but she's very, ah, la, 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 no, 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 like that. Like she's very, she can be skittish <laughs> about certain things. And the other one, you know, just <laughs> like will kick a door in and be like, all right, where's the where's the evidence? I'll find it. She's the type that says when you tell her you're not going to find anything, she'll be like, "Oh, trust me, if it's there, I'll find it. <laughs> trust me." And she's like that. If people are missing, she'll go out. She'll go out looking. So I imagine if they hear anything wherever they're staying, if they hear about any missing person anywhere, she'll be like, "Let's go. We're going. Full gear." Yeah, she's gonna have to satisfy that yeah, that passion. True investigator. Sure. Yeah, she is for sure. She's like, she will not let anybody get away with any 
shenanigans. Thank you to her. Anyway, I'm glad for them because they're young enough to be able to semi-retire. They're healthy enough and young enough to be able to go out and now really focus on themselves. Mm-hmm. And what I love about them is that when they choose to focus on themselves, that they they together have this instinct to do humanitarian work on a local level. Mm-hmm. I think that's very beautiful and that that's their, that's just their way. I know the children's going to miss them. Sure. They will, but they will do, they will do works. They will do their works around wherever well, they go. You know, spreading it. They give them a start, a good start, same like. Yeah, they let them see that there is goodness in the world. There are good people in the world. You can find that in your life and you can surround yourself in your life with good people. They they do exist and now you know what they look like and I'm sure they never expected to be living in a household with two women who are married. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a different experience for them and to know kindness. And so I'm sure it it, it helped to open and their being, minds a lot. Yeah, just to know someone loves you, you're, you're love. Yeah, this is what love is. Situation at home, mm-hmm. somebody still loves you. Yeah, and what what a healthy what healthy people look like too, and also you can know that your parents are sick, that they're dealing with an addiction or whatever's going on in their life, and you don't you don't have to think that it's you, that it, it's them uh-huh. them they're dealing with it and they're having their their personal struggles and yeah hopefully. I mean, for anybody, anybody in the world to to recognize that when you're yeah. being treated that way or what, whatever's going on, it's not, first of all, it's not you. It's the, the other people who are going through something and dealing with stuff. And then also, you know, you can, you can choose to, to look for healthier situations and, and learn about healthier situations and fall into those patterns. You don't have to continue the same patterns over and over again. You, you can break your mold. You know, as they grow up, then they can help their parents if they help them. Because some just don't want help. Some just want to still hang out and just do all that stuff. But if they need, you know, if they willing to get help, that your children now, if they growing up, and they just come out of a great foster home and they see what real life is, how you live, it's a better place, it's a better life. And then maybe they can help the parents if, if the parents accept that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's hard to distinguish the difference between an unhealthy relationship and unhealthy surroundings and unhealthy environment and a healthy one. And sometimes when you've been around an unhealthy environment for so long, you think that the healthy environment is not safe and it's it's something that you don't get or you don't gel with or maybe you feel like you don't belong and you're mm-hmm. not and you're not worthy of it or whatever it may be, but none of that's true. None of that's true, and you should do everything in your power to create a healthy life for yourself, and you deserve it, and you are worthy of it, and it's everyone's right to have it. It's okay to walk away from people, places, and things that do not serve you and are a toxic situation for you. You can walk away from them, even if it's family. You've had to do it. I've had to do it. Many people have had to do it, and it all turns out okay. It's not your responsibility. What you need is to be healthy, to have support, to be happy, 
And when you have those things in your life, you then can be that kind of person for others around you too. And that just perpetuates the cycle of love and health that can exist in the world, like a chain reaction, rather Mm -hmm. than staying in environments for, I don't know what, a sense of responsibility or a sense of you owe somebody something. Well, you, you don't. No, no, but you don't. No one does. You don't. That's not true. The only thing you owe is what you owe to yourself. Yeah. And the more you reach for that, the more peace you find, the more peace we have in the world. To flesh, have to love yourself before you can love others. Because if you don't have any peace within yourself, you're not going to find peace within others and not even within yourself. It's going to always be something. Something's going to be wrong. Nothing is right. Everything you come right. you look at something, you're going to think it's wrong. But then you go, yeah. but there's no peace. Right. Or you're spending all of your time trying to fix other people who don't want to be fixed or have no intention of ever changing. <laughs> but then be you it you, fix. Yeah, yeah. Are you ha- and you're spending all your time doing it rather than looking at yourself and f- working on yourself and doing your own work. Just do your own work. You certainly you can ask God for, listen, this person needs help. Please help them. I can't do it for them. You can't do it for them. <clears throat> You've got to lift yourself. Get yourself lifted. And sometimes they follow. They see you lifted. They want to know what you've got going on. And sometimes yes. some of them will see a light and they will bring themselves, but they've got to do it. They've got to do it. And sometimes you can work together through things. You really can. But you've got to know the difference when you when that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You've got to know. Yeah. When you're being manipulated, when you're being used, all those things. That's not love. That's not love. No, it isn't. No, that's not love at all. And you know, that's what happened to a lot of people, too. They be manipulated, yeah. lying to all the time, and you yeah, know. Yeah. And then they lose confidence. Yeah, they, yeah that's the whole pur- purpose of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they lose confidence. Yeah. They lose worthiness. They lose power. Mm-hmm. They lose power. sense of self. <laughs> yeah. All of it. I remember a really funny story, and well, it's not a funny story, but in the book Codependent No More, I don't know if you ever read that, but I read that when I was younger, and there's a really interesting story about a woman who was married to an alcoholic, a man, and they had children, um, like three or four children, and he couldn't work because he was an alcoholic. It was He was not a functioning alcoholic in any way, so he was like always in the house. He couldn't work. She was working full-time jobs. She was taking care of the children. She was getting them off to school. She was cooking. She was managing. She was scheduling. She was doing all of these things. Mm -hmm. And he then, he got sober. He got sober and he left them because he was sober. So he could now do for himself. And that was no longer their relationship any longer. And she said the words, now I don't know what I'm going to do. He's gone. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, girl, are you out of your mind? You've been doing literally everything. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do. Look around. Look around, people. Look around. (laughs) 
Yeah. Is there any psalms or prayers about having people be able to look inward and see, are they, and ask the question, am I in the healthiest place right now? Um, could I, could I be in a healthier place, healthier situation, healthy relationship? How can I make it so? Let's listen to this psalm here. The psalm of David. Let's see what this psalm help. Psalm 27. Yeah. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. No war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, he shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me, and answer me. When thou saidst, seek ye my face. My heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of my enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of my enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Do you think that was something to him? Oh, for sure. I got two things out of that one. One was, I will dwell in the house of the Lord every day of my life. Uh -huh. And the other was, oh, the last thing he just said really got me. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's it. I see, yes. the, I see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yes. And, you know, I had that because when I, I got up uh, this morning, I, you know, and I said, you know, I, I want to read a scripture before, before, you know, before we start. And that's what comes to mind, Psalm 27. Mm. And then I read it, look at us, we talk. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it. It fell right in on time. Right here on time. Mm -hmm. It fell right in on time. Psalm 27. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. should we say some prayer and lead everyone out? They can go into their meditations. Yes. Go into the meditation. Father, we come this morning 
we just thanking you for a new day, a new opportunity, a new time to be with you, Father. And we just want to thank you, Jesus, for leading us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. We know God without you, we can't do nothing. But with you, all things are possible. And we just want to bless your name at all times. Your praise will and shall continue to be in our mind. And we are so grateful this morning that you give us another opportunity just to come before you with thanksgiving in our heart. Praising you, glorifying your name, lifting up your name, magnifying your name. And we just honor you today, Jesus. And as we go through this day, we just got to look to the hill where our help come from. Because our help come from you, Lord. You're the one that made heaven and earth. And you will not shut our foot to be moved. You that keep it up with our slumber. And Father, you're always there waiting for us. And let us realize that you are there, Father God. Even through our hard time, our down time. Our dying time, we are, you are still with us. Mm-hmm. And we just thank you because you always said that you would never leave or forsake us. So anytime we call upon your name, you're always there. You're waiting for us. And any trial and tribulation that we are going through, when we are walking through the valley, you're always walking with ever long. Mm-hmm. And we just thank you. Father, we just let us all learn to lean up on you. And not our own understanding. In all our ways, let us acknowledge you, and you will direct our path. Mm-hmm. And we thank you this morning for letting us be able to come before you this morning. Thank you for accepting us as your daughters today, Lord. And Father, thank you for just going out in this world, touching your children all around. You know who they are, you know the name. Father, just touch in a mighty, mighty way. I claim victory over every enemy, over every circumstance. I claim favor over the children this day, God. Bring down those shackles. Father, turn those tires and let them know that you are there with them and walking with them, God. That nothing too hard for you. And Father, when they ask you that nothing too hard for them, all they have to do is humble themselves in front of the shadow of your wings. And we just thank you, we praise you, and we glorify your precious name. All these blessings we thank you for in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Everybody have a wonderful, blessed day.